Hello everybody, how are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Chillin' with Austin 2020 Volume 14 Football Talk 2.0 That is right, we are going to have and do some football talk here <laughs> Seems to be the only sport right now in America doing anything thanks to the off-season You know, um, off-season started this week Teams are finally allowed to sign guys, trade guys, and and do everything towards the 2020 NFL season. So, yes, we are able to do some football coverage here for you. Um, as for baseball, hockey, basketball, hopefully, you know, uh, things get back to normal here soon. But for now, we are going to do some football talk. So, what I'm going to cover with you guys today is we're going to talk a little bit about the GOAT now being in Tampa Bay. Yes, Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. We are going to talk about that a little bit. Not too much to say other than just how crazy it is. Uh, I'm also going to cover a little bit of the off-season trades. I'm not going to I'm not going to cover every trade. There's no way I don't have enough time to do that. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to highlight some big trades that happen and and what I think of them. Let you know the impact that they're going to have this upcoming season. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about some key free agent signings. Like I said, there's no way to cover every every signing. Uh, but I have, I have a couple that I think are huge uh, and very impactful for the teams and the players that were able to reach an agreement. And lastly, I'm going to talk about three teams who I think are just totally winning the offseason at this point. And... Then I'll give you a loser on who who I think is just completely dropping the ball and they're going to be just worse next year. So, yeah, just a fun little football talk here today. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's healthy. You know, keep your social distancing going um, and, and together we can get through this much faster. So, all right, now let's dive into the fun part here. Let's talk about Tom Brady, a.k.a. the GOAT, now being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Man, is that crazy. I mean, can you guys honestly see Tom Brady wearing those hideous Buccaneer uniforms? Like, those Buccaneer uniforms looked like something you would create in, like, Madden back when you were, like, 12 years old. Like, they are horrible. I, I just I can't believe we're going to be seeing TB12 in another uniform. Like, it just blows my mind. I actually now listen. I will say this: I'm pretty sure he's going to do very well down there. You know, obviously, very well financially, but he has wonderful weapons, amazing talent around him down there. You know, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and OJ Howard. So, in in terms of Tom Brady statistically, he's going to do. I I believe he's going to do really well. And if he doesn't, then maybe maybe the era of the goat is over. Maybe New England will look smart for not really giving him what he really wanted, you know, and, and kind of forcing his hand and getting him to leave town. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. This is some crazy stuff, everybody. Going to be nuts just seeing him wearing a different uniform. But, um, yeah, maybe they'll be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Ooh, little knee slapper there. But, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, just wanted to touch that a little bit. Okay, now let's dive into the, the fun things here. I'm going to go over some of the key some some of the big trades that happen, let you know my my initial reaction and what impact I think it's going to have for those teams and players. Uh firstly, the 
the biggest trade that happened in terms of, I believe, star star player is obviously DeAndre Hopkins being traded from the Houston Texans plus a 2024th round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson, a 2022nd and a 2021 fourth. Wow, what a huge trade. It's not very often you see a you know two big name football players. Yeah, David Johnson's not as much of a household name as DeAndre Hopkins. But this guy was an MVP candidate just like three years ago uh, out there in Arizona, you know, on the desert playing. And he's a pretty good running back, but the guy has has some pretty major health concerns. You know, the last two years he's missed a lot of games. His back's been out. I believe he had a knee issue two years ago or near calf. But e- either way, it's, man, this trade is huge. Talk about Hopkins getting a wonderful opportunity going to Arizona to play with Kyler Murray. And that high-powered, high-octane offense that they have down there. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. For the Texans side, man, man, what are you guys doing? Like, you didn't even get a first-round pick out of it? I, I just don't I don't know how you trade the best wide receiver in the game. And, and maybe maybe he's not the best, but he's top three, top five. You know, there are, there's obviously some great talent, great talented wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, but man, DeAndre Hopkins just—you just feel like he's a stud, catches everything. So yeah, wowie wowie, that is a crazy trade there. I would I would give the Cardinals the uh, huge victory in that trade. Uh, secondly, this one touches home a little bit here. Uh, as some of you know, I'm a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. And uh, on Monday night, we traded, we agreed to trade Stephon Diggs, wide receiver. And a 2027th round pick to the Buffalo Bills for four picks. So, um, and one of them is the the 2020 first round pick, which happens to be the 20 22nd one overall, 22nd pick overall, plus a 2025th, a 2026th, and a 2021 fourth. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I am very happy with the trade. I think that Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings were. Um, they were heading down a path. They were they were about to divorce anyway. So for a player who was unhappy and for a team to get four picks, including a first round pick in this year's draft, which is this draft is is stacked. It's loaded. So to get to get a top twenty two pick is is very good. You know I I don't know. It probably doesn't help the Vikings this year, but I'll say overall I I kind of like this trade as a wash. You know Buffalo got their number one wide receiver. Stefan is a top 10 talent. I didn't say a top 10 wide receiver because statistically he's not. But if you really break down the routes he runs, the balls he catches, um, you know, if he was in, an, in a high offense where he got the targets like he, like he probably deserves, um, he would, <laughs> he'd be right up there with Hopkins and Michael Thomas and Julio and those guys. And that's no joke. People like Stefan Diggs just was not used, and that's why him and Kirk Cousins did not get along. So, yeah, that that's a good trade. I think it's good for everybody. kind of worked out. Vikings got their picks. Bills got their wide receiver. Another huge trade, one of the first ones that came out actually was the Baltimore Ravens trading a 2025th round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for defensive end Calais Campbell. This is huge for Baltimore. I mean, oh my gosh, you get you're getting you're getting one of the top premier defensive ends in football. Yeah, he is a little bit older. He's in, he's in his early 30s. I believe he's 33. Uh, but the guy, like, grades out. He, he has a PFF over 80 every every season of his career. 
He is one of the, I believe he might be number one in run defense as well, which is huge for a defensive end. You know, with these running backs being able to break it outside with their agility, with their speed, you know, being able being able to have the number one run defensive defensive end is is huge. So, yes, Jacksonville got themselves a 2025th. They also were able to dump the salary. So, you know, it kind of looks bad if you look at it as, as just pick for player. But I'm, I definitely like – I think this is a victory for Baltimore, you know, especially with what else they did. Like I said, not trying to cover everything, but they, they went and got their picks later on anyways. You know, they also traded uh, tight end Hayden Hurst to Atlanta plus a 2024th. But in return, they're getting a 2022nd, and then they got a, their 2025th back. So, I mean, Baltimore is just way on and dealing. So I like that trade, though. Calais Campbell, heck yeah, add that to that team. Baltimore fans, you should be excited. Another good trade, another big trade to happen was San Francisco 49ers sending defensive lineman DeForest Buckner to Indianapolis for their 2020 first-round pick, which is the 13th overall. I mean, could you imagine losing the Super Bowl and then the very next offseason after the Super Bowl, a couple months later, you trade one of your captains, your defensive captains, for the 13th overall pick in just a completely loaded draft? And here's the good thing. Like the 49ers defense, their defensive line is so strong. Any other team who trades a player like Buckner would be devastated by this trade. But they don't really need him. And Indianapolis gets a a premier defensive end player, which is huge. But the 13th overall pick, I mean, I just... I put a lot of capital into the draft picks. I really do. And I, I really consider this year's draft to be one of the best um I, I had indianapolis taking a wide receiver at that pick other than ty hilton man they don't really have anything there but you know they kind of needed some help on the defensive end there defensive line as well so i guess i guess for both teams this kind of fits the need but i just like it a little bit more for the niners because they traded um they traded a player at a position where they had plenty of talent you know they're not really gonna this isn't gonna hurt them and they picked up the 13th overall pick which most likely they're going to turn into some offensive player uh, just to help that team move a little bit more. I I suspect them to take a wide receiver there at 13, especially with this year's talent. So good trade. I'm going to give the victory to the Niners, though, for moving a player who played a position of strength for a draft pick that will be most likely a great player in the long run. And the last trade that I want to talk about with you guys is the is the Eagles and Lions trade that happened, went down earlier today. Uh, Philadelphia traded their 2023rd and their 2025th to the Detroit Lions for cornerback Darius Slay. Slay is a beast, everybody. Like I said, as a Vikings fan, I've been watching this guy cover Diggs and Thielen for the last however many years he's been in Detroit. And this guy's locked down, okay? I mean, he is locked down. And with you guys having, having Amari Cooper there in Dallas and Terry McLaurin, and Washington, and you know, New, the Giants have not New England. Do the Giants have you know uh, Slayton, and they got they got some good guys there. I'm not really going to dive into the Giants wide receivers, but none of them are, are are like lethal weapons. But Darius Slay is the lockdown cornerback that Philadelphia needed. Um, trading two picks is is a lot to lot to spend, lot to pay, but I think Slay for the third itself was even. Um, but for Detroit to get the fifth thrown in as well, it's kind of just like, hey, you know, thanks for getting this done. But I actually like this trade for Philadelphia. I think getting a lockdown cornerback 
is huge. You guys been wanting one for years, and you finally have him in Darius Slay. So good trade for the Philadelphia Eagles and a good trade for the Lions. So I think it's a break-even deal, but I like it maybe just a smidge more, 55-45 for Philadelphia. So that kind of concludes my trades there. Now let's talk a little bit about some free agent signings. You know, some players who were re-signed by their players, re-signed by their previous team, or, or just totally moved on. So some of the highlighted ones I have are the Tennessee Titans re-signing quarterback Ryan Tannehill. They also are bringing back Derrick Henry. Just makes sense. I mean, you guys had a magical run there at the end of the year. Love to see you guys reward Tannehill for coming in, earning the spot to be the captain of that offense, the quarterback of that offense. Beautiful thing. Derrick Henry deserves money. You know, hopefully hopefully some point uh, they're able to work out a deal. He deserves it leading rusher you know i understand that running backs don't last as long but you know pay the man he brought you success and and he's going to bring you more he's definitely going to bring you more uh the the cleveland browns yeah i mean oh my goodness two great signings you know they went out and got austin hooper tight end from the falcons love this guy perfect safety valve for baker going forward you know you got landry and chubb and obj and all those guys but having that that just premier tight end is is huge um, for a young guy who, you know, could a little bit of a gunslinger, but having that, that tight end who's just sure-handed is huge. Big signing there for Cleveland. And they also brought in offensive lineman Jack Conklin from Tennessee. So uh, Conklin grades out pretty well. He's a good pass blocker, a pretty good run blocker as well, obviously. Help when, you know, when your guy, uh, you help lead the guy in leading and rushing, you're pretty good at your job too, even though it is a five-man unit plus the tight ends. But yeah, Cleveland doing some work here, bringing in Hooper and Conklin. Um, another team right now going all in, which is really funny because you know they were kind of they were really bad last year, tanking, losing to everybody. Then they ended up winning a couple games at the end of the year, and that's that's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they they went out and paid Byron Jones, former cornerback from the Dallas Cowboys. He was the highest paid cornerback in the NFL for a whopping five days, <laughs> I believe it was. Uh, I'm hearing that they're signing running back Jordan Howard. You know, Jordan Howard's not the flashiest guy. He's not, you know, he's probably not going to ever, well, he'll never lead the league in rushing or anything. But the guy the guy runs hard. You know, he has a career average over 4.4 yards per carry. So the guy the guy moves the chains. You know, I'm really, I was really surprised when Chicago let him go. And, you know, Philadelphia clearly don't need him with some of the guys they got coming in there. So, yeah, big, big deal there. Miami spending money, but I guess if you have it, you might as well spend it. Maybe we'll see if they get Tua here in the draft to complete what they're trying. Uh, Dallas Cowboys re-signing wide receiver Amari Cooper. Great deal. Uh, five years, $100 million. Love that deal for Dallas. I think it's really funny that Dak is, gonna, is tagged again, franchise tagged again. But, hey, man, Amari Cooper, you know, the guy is a beast. The guy came in, and, and as long as he stays healthy – He's another top 10 wide receiver in this league. Just a crisp route runner. Great hands. Um, comes in and out of his breaks really well. I, I really like Amari Cooper. I really do. So, you know, maybe Dak trying to get that money. He'll, uh, <laughs> he'll be throwing Amari Cooper's way a lot, I'm sure. Uh, back back for you guys for your Philadelphia Eagles, man. Y'all went out. You, uh, you, you re-signed Jalen Mills, you know. And you actually you re-signed him as a safety. And, and what I find unique about this situation was, you know, fan favorite Malcolm Jenkins was cut. So I find that very unique that, you know, you're moving on from Malcolm. Yeah, his salary was bigger, so I get the salary dump. 
Um, but you're bringing back Jalen Mills to play his position. Instead of corner, he's going to be dropping back into safety. So we'll see how that works out. I know a lot of my Philadelphia friends are very, you know, distraught over the situation, but we'll see how it turns out. I do think Jalen Mills has talent. Um, I wouldn't want him as a cornerback, but you, you brought him back to play safety. And, you know, Malcolm Jenkins not no longer wearing that god-awful green color. <laughs> is uh, It's going to be disappointing for you guys, I know. But we'll see. Maybe it works out pretty good. And like I said, you brought in Darius Slay. So there's your number one corner. And Jalen Mills might be a little bit more athletic on the back end. Might not hit as hard, but it's nice having athleticism there in the, in the defensive backfield. Uh, a couple other big signings. Two huge quarterback signings. Uh, Carolina bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, which is great for them. I love Teddy. Wish he was still in Minnesota, if I'm being honest. So he's there now. He's going to be their number one quarterback. And Cam Newton in Carolina will be will be on their way here in the coming days. Uh, they told Cam to find a trade partner. Cam said, you know, that's kind of BS. You're the one telling me. So, you know, they're feuding as expected. But Teddy Bridgewater going to Carolina. Uh, for anybody out there in who plays a lot of fantasy, DJ Moore ne- next year is going to be huge. Teddy doesn't really chuck the ball downfield. He's very accurate because he plays a very conservative you know, 5 to 12, 15-yard passes. So DJ Moore all day, Christian McCaffrey, I expect actually he might even have a better season next year. So that's crazy considering what he did this year. But, yeah, Teddy to Carolina. Old man Phillip Rivers is heading to Indianapolis for a one-year deal, $25 million to quarterback the Colts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good deal. Um, they have a great offensive line. The defense is solid. Like I said, they went out and got Buckner. So hopefully they uh, get get some more weapons. I mean, this draft is deep. Like I've been saying, wide receivers are deep. So I definitely expect the Colts to to look at taking taking a wide receiver there in the second round or third just because of the plethora of wide receivers in this draft. So interesting deal there. I don't know if I love it. I personally think Phillip Rivers is done. But... We'll see. We'll see what happens this year. Maybe, maybe he'll have a he'll be re-energized with the the change in scenario. So, yeah, I don't know how the man does it. Kid, the guy's got like, I don't know. I think he has like fifteen kids or something at this point. Man, talk about being busy in the off season. So, and and my last little signing, uh, the Chargers, L.A. Chargers, bringing in cornerback Chris Harris. Man, this bums me out. Minnesota really needed a a cornerback after cutting Rhodes and letting Waynes go. Um, it's crazy. I wanted Byron Jones, wanted Chris Harris. Didn't get either one of them, but it's okay. We'll see what we do with all of our draft picks now. So, yes, those are some key free agent signings. Um, huge things there. Uh, but what what this is going to lead into now is I'm going to give you my three teams who I think are just totally whipping butt so far. Oh, and by the way, for those of you listening to this for the first time, while we're podcasting, the L.A. Rams just released Todd Gurley. How crazy is that? Yes, Todd Gurley is released. Had they kept him on their roster here, I believe, by 4 o'clock. Yeah, by 4 o'clock, um, they would have owed him just shy of $11 million. So they are releasing him, cutting him. So, yeah, we'll be seeing where he goes. Man, there's so many big names out there still needing to sign, and they'll be going you know, to new places, wearing new uniforms. But, yes, Free agent running back Todd Gurley is available, as well as running back Melvin Gordon. So, yeah, maybe maybe Tampa Bay, you know, not to go back to the GOAT, but maybe Tampa Bay uh, jumps in and gets one of these amazing running backs, one of these guys who, who are very capable of leading the league in rushing. 
So, anyways, like I was saying, the three teams that I have as winning the offseason so far, and like I said, this can change at any minute, but as of right now, on March 19th, wow, yeah, Austin, and can y'all tell I've been inside for a while? Yes. Okay, my number one winner so far is the Baltimore Ravens. They are whooping butt. Calais Campbell, as I said, amazing. They were also able to, to move Hayden Hurst, as I said, plus a 2024th, but they got a 2022nd, a 2025th. You know, Hurst wasn't going to play. They have Mark Andrews, great player, top five tight end. So why not move Hurst and get yourself a 2022nd? And it's going to be a high pick in the second round. So great job, Baltimore. You guys are doing good. You guys are dangerous. Uh, be interesting to see how, how things go and, and where you're at. You know, you have to close the gap with Kansas City, but I believe you are. You're on your way. So good job, Baltimore. My second winner so far is the Niners, San Francisco. Like I said, I love them getting the 13th overall pick for a player that they were maybe overpaying just a little bit, you know, to, to get some salary relief. And, I mean, you guys just made it to the Super Bowl, and you're going to have the 13th pick in a draft with multiple positions that you can use, whether it's running back, wide receiver, offensive line, whatever you guys need. And San Fran, you know, they don't need a lot, but every team needs a little. So huge trade there. They're doing well. And third and final team that I that I want to recognize is the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you guys, everyone keeps mocking you as to get a, a top wide receiver in this draft. So you said screw it, and you went out and you went and got DeAndre Hopkins, top three wide receiver, and you got a 2024th out of it, and you pretty much traded David Johnson, who makes just a million less than Hopkins. So, you, you know... You, you're going to pay David Johnson anyways, but you don't need him because you re-signed Kenyon Drake. You also have Chase Edmonds. So beautiful job by Arizona. And like I said, Kyler Murray next year with, with Fitz coming back for another year and Hopkins and Christian Kirk. Woo, man, that offense is going to be fun. So you guys are winning. And lastly, before we send off here, my loser so far because of this, the Houston Texans. Man, you guys are losers. What are you doing? Why would you trade Hopkins for... A running back with back issues, leg issues, doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, he may have wanted more money, but, you know, he had three more years on his deal. He, You really had all the hand, you know, the deck wasn't, you know, it was up to you. All the cards were in your hand. You, you literally held all the cards. So no pun intended there with the Cardinals. But, yeah, I mean, Houston Texans, big-time losers. And last but not least, the New England Patriots. We don't often get to say this, people, but they are definitely losing this offseason. And it's not just because of Tom Brady leaving, okay? I mean, they just, no one's going there. They're not really making any splashes. So I say this tentatively, but I will admit, you know, I'm more than likely, I'm sure, you know, they could re they could sign Jameis Winston or trade for Cam Newton. Something huge can happen. I'm sure they'll bring in a quarterback. I'm sure... Belichick will draft well and they'll be totally reloaded again so but as of right now they're losers so we'll take that as a moral victory for all of us other quote unquote losers from the past two decades so all right everybody I'm gonna send off here gonna go hang out with my wife and my puppy but wanted to do a little bit of football talk with you guys so um, I hope you enjoyed it have a great week you know keep washing your hands like I said and don't don't be people who go out there and, and load up on all the damn toilet paper and all that crazy stuff. I don't really want to talk about this too much, but be kind, be thoughtful, and, you know, just, just take care of each other. That's what we're here for. So, all right, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and I hope all is well. Thanks again. I will catch you later.